Hey, what's up, everybody, and thank you for hitting the play button on the Derek Diamond Experience. And this week, you'll be hearing my conversation with former Pensacola Blue Wahoos player Travis Moose Mater. But first, I want to tell you about a great album by my close friends, the Unicorn Wranglers. It's called Murder Mystery Night and features 10 original tracks, including their single Carne Asada and Twin Peaks, which is also the theme song of the Derek Diamond Experience. You can find Murder Mystery Night on iTunes, Amazon, Google Music, and Spotify. And if you want to follow them on social media, just find them on Facebook, search for the Unicorn Wranglers. And they're also on Instagram and Twitter, at Wranglers. That's at U-W-R-A-N-G-L-E-R-S. Derek, Derek, Derek. Diamond, Diamond, Diamond. Experience! Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Derek Diamond Experience. As always, I am coming to you from the Gulf Coast of Pensacola, Florida. It is a very late Wednesday evening as I sit here at Pensacola Bayfront Stadium recording this open. The Blue Wahoos just beat the Biloxi Shuckers 6-4. And since I'm recording this open so late, we're going to cut right to the chase with our guest this week. And it actually has to do with Pensacola Bayfront Stadium because my guest this week is a former Blue Wahoos player. And he's one of the most popular players that we've had in the four-year history of the Blue Wahoos. It is Travis Mater, maybe better known as Moose Mater. It's a lifelong nickname that he's had. And he played with the Wahoos in 2013 and 2014. And he's one of the most popular players that I've seen in my tenure here. And now he's working with the Pensacola Training Academy, helping teach kids learn how to play baseball. And I figured he would have a very fascinating story with him being from Washington and going through the minor league system. I thought it would be a really fun conversation to hear because I didn't really know about any of this stuff until I talked with him about it. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. I know I had a lot of fun getting to know Travis a little bit better. And if you want to sign up for the next training camps that are being held uh, by the Pensacola Training Academy, they're going to be at Bayfront Stadium this weekend. July 24th and 25th. So visit PensacolaTrainingAcademy.com if you want to find out more information about that. And in closing, I'm going to play an audio clip from a Wahoos game last year called by former Derek Diamond Experience guest broadcaster Tommy Thrall. And it's of a walk-off hit by Travis Mateer to beat the Huntsville Stars in extra innings in June of 2014. So enjoy this little clip. And we'll be right back with Travis Mater. Off the bat, well, they really deaden the bats. The pitch, and now Mater drives one deep left center field. Richardson going back. It's over his head. It's going to bounce and go over the wall. It is a ground rule double. The winning run will score, and the Wahoos win it 4-3, and Travis Mater is mobbed out by second base. An extra innings win for Pensacola. It's a ground rule walk-off double for Travis Mater.
And we're back here at Pensacola Bayfront Stadium here with my very special guest this week, former Blue Wahoos infielder, and now he's involved with the Pensacola Training Academy. I have Travis Moose Mateer. Travis, how you doing? Doing good. Thanks for having me on. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, one thing I, I have been always curious about, but I've never found out, how did you get the nickname Moose? That, that's usually the first question that comes <laughs> out when I'm having an interview. Um, I got it the day I was born, actually. Um, my dad gave it to me. I was born 10 pounds, 2 ounces, 2 weeks early. Uh, I had the biggest head the nurse had ever measured, um, big ears. And uh, the first time my dad saw me, he said, he's a moose. And so it stuck. So back home, people don't know me as Travis at all. It's been moose. My parents, grandparents, teachers, newspaper, everything. It was moose mater. Always and, moose. And so it, and it stuck, and I'm glad it did. I, I like the nickname. Yeah, I when... I can remember uh, when you were playing here, seeing people would hold signs. Like, there's this one cool shot that we got. I believe it was last year. When you're at bat and in the background, you see five people each holding up a letter to, sp- to spell moose. Yeah. And then they have antlers on the end. And people <laughs> would wear moose antler heads. And it was it was yeah, really as, cool to see. As far back as Lakewood, New Jersey, when I was playing for the Lakewood Blue Claws, they, there was a group called the Musketeers over there. So all you have really? to have is a, a, a cool nickname or a funny nickname. So you had your own cool fan section. I did. That's I awesome. Did, yeah. So moose has treated me well over the years. <laughs> hey, whatever works, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> So living here in Pensacola, because we were just talking earlier, you're originally from Washington. What part of Washington are you from? I'm from the southeast part of Washington, which is called Kennewick. Uh, it's in the Tri-Cities. Um, it's, it's a desert. Not many people know about us. Everyone says Washington State and assumes Seattle. But Washington State is bigger than just the city of Seattle. Right. <laughs> so we're in the southeast. Uh, it's known as a little desert. We don't get any precipitation over there. But uh, it's a lot different here than there. But I, I'm loving it here in Pensacola. How would you compare, because I've never been to the Northwest before, how would you compare Washington to Pensacola? Whew, that, that's tough to say. Um, I mean, I we have so much more farmland, especially around my area. Um, it's a huge farming town, um, a lot of hunting. And again, I guess I don't know a ton about Pensacola yet. I've only been here for my two seasons, and now I've been living here permanently for three or three or four months now. And uh, so I haven't got to venture out a whole lot other than the beach and the ballpark. So um, it is different in the aspects of the air. We don't have any humidity back home. I'd compare my hometown to more of an Arizona-type field, right. a Pensacola field. But I, I love it there, and I love it here. So Kennewick will always be home for me just because my family's there. But uh, I'm loving it here in Pensacola for sure. And you, you mentioned the beach. That's usually the first thing everybody thinks of. So, I mean, have you got to go to the beach a lot since you've been here? Uh, Not as much as I thought I would. Uh, I did get to go to the Blue Angels. Oh, nice. Oh, man. If if you guys haven't, whoever's listening right now, if you haven't been out there, get out here and go to the Blue Angels because it is a show. It's impressive. Mm -hmm. So, I love that this past weekend, and uh, um, I want to get out there more, but I just haven't got a chance yet. I got you. Yeah, I've I've got family who owns a, a beach house out there, and you know I haven't got to go the last couple of years because we've always had games during that weekend. But it, it's 
it's something else just yeah. uh it is so loud yeah and it's just but it's it gets your adrenaline going it, it really does it. i mean you you can't hear yourself think at times when yeah. they're, they're passing yeah. by but you go out there and it's such a gigantic beach on the gulf side and then when the blue angels come it looks tiny because you can't even see the sand there's so many tents out there so it, it was a lot of fun to experience i'm glad i got to yeah so growing up in Washington, like were, were you always a fan of sports growing up? Always. I pretty much followed my brother with whatever he did. He liked Eminem, the rapper. Mm-hmm. I liked Eminem, the rapper. He liked football. I liked football. It was, I kind of followed him. Um, but I found my own ways. Um, me and him were very competitive at everything we did from backyard wiffle ball to um, handball in our living room, a made-up game that we – we played um, and my cousins lived right next door which they were very competitive as well so we always had a game going on of some sort and then we fell into our ways and my brother went more of a football route I went more of the I wanted to go basketball route but I ended up going baseball Um, but yeah very competitive family and uh, I'm glad (laughs) I'm glad it worked out when I ended up in baseball but I was always a big fan of basketball and I loved it why did you choose baseball over basketball? Um, it sounds terrible, but money. I mean, I was 18 years old. I, I saw a dollar sign that could help my family out at the time, and um, it was a decision that I made for my family's sake and uh, got to, you know, got to help out there, got to donate some money to some charities back home, which was sweet. Um, and I was realistic with myself. I wasn't going to be an NBA um, basketball player, but I knew I could be a major league baseball player. Right. And, um, that's where my skill set was at. And so I went that route and I'm sure glad I did. Uh, after I, I went to Boise state for the year in 2010, um, to play basketball after I, um, retired for that short period of time. And, um, I got to come back and I'm so glad I got to meet the people that I did in baseball, go to the places I've got to go and now ended up in my favorite place I've ever lived here in Pensacola. You said like with your brother, you kind of followed him, you know, what he liked, you liked what, who are some sports figures that you kind of, maybe not idolized, but who you liked growing up? Uh, of course the majors, uh, MJ, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, um, just, I always appreciated people being the best at whatever they did. If it was playing a guitar, if it was singing, if it was playing baseball, basketball, football, I appreciate anyone that's great at what they do. And, um, I mean, from whatever it is, from Ray doing the groundskeeping here at the stadium, it, he's so great at what mm-hmm. he does, and I just you appreciate that. And so I guess I just got an appreciation of the best in the game, and I wanted to always be the best at whatever I did in life. And um, so I followed the best, which MJ, Tiger Woods, you can't you can't go wrong there. That's true. And it, at the time, at least, with Tiger well, Woods. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember first getting into golf and watching him, and he would just dominate. It was like, so fun no, when he would win every tournament. Yeah. <laughs> it's it kind of crazy to say, but it was. You knew when it came to the short game, he was just going to – tear everybody else yeah, apart no and it doubt. was just unbelievable to watch I'm, I'm hoping jordan spieth ends up being this good because he's on the, he's on pace yeah, for he's, right he's now. on a real hot yeah, streak right yeah. now he's, he's fun to watch 21 years old can't imagine I being know. that good at something he's incredible yeah it's it's crazy when you were drafted uh by the phillies what what was your reaction because you were drafted in the second round what what was your reaction when you got that announcement 
<laughs> draft day, June second, two thousand or June seventh, two thousand seven, uh, was such a stressful day. Um, it was a fun day in the end, but it was a stressful day waiting for my name to be called for in the draft. And um, I woke up, and in the mock draft, I was 20th overall to the Dodgers, and it was going to be a good day. It was going to be a great payday at that, <laughs> at that number. Um, and they passed, and then I kept getting calls from the Mariners and the Diamondbacks. Um, we're going to take you at this number and this number and this number. And they had passed, passed, passed. And so I was like, man, I don't know. Am I going to get drafted today? <laughs> um, but then finally when my name was called, it was such a cool moment. Um, I had some family and friends over there. Um, at my house and it was a great great moment and i thought i had made it until i went to clearwater florida and i was one of the only ones to speak english so really <laughs> yeah it's a in rookie ball there's a lot of uh dominicans venezuelans and uh i went on my first mound visit and i was the only person in the whole infield including the coach that spoke english and so i went to the mound i looked around and i said well i'm just going to go back to my position because i can't I can't speak to you guys. <laughs> so I went from making it to what am I doing? And then it just, the cycle continued. One thing I've always been curious about with baseball, you go from, you know, rookie to a to double a, what, what is that transition like as far as going through the different levels of organizations? Um, it's, it's, it's an odd thing, you know, you, you're trying to play well so you can move up. And, um, my transitions were pretty gradual because it was pretty much a, from a year by year basis. Um, I spent my first year in Clearwater, Florida and rookie ball. Then I spent the next, um, two years in, um, low A. Then I went to high A, got hurt and went back to low A. We won't talk about that. Then I retired. Then I went to high A again with the reds and then, um, to double A for two years. So, Mine wasn't like kind of an up and down deal throughout the season, um, but you're just you're trying to play the best you can every day, and um, no one realizes how tough being a professional baseball player is. People mm -hmm. think you show up, you play a game. It's not that at all. Um, just the different stress levels from missing family to trying you have to perform um, my mom used to say it's a job interview every single day you go to work and it really is because mm -hmm. if you don't perform another guy can come and take your job instantly and so um from being in from city to city and um the different pressures it's it's not it's all cracked up to be especially when you see that minor league paycheck coming in <laughs> true that is true but i love this so i'm not i don't get me wrong i love my experience and i wouldn't change it for the world yeah um Coming to Pensacola, you, and it's kind of funny because you started playing here around the same time that I started working here. So, you know, I've it's been cool to watch, you know, like you and other people that have become kind of known players in with the Wahoos organization. Like what, what have been some of your highlights like as a player in Pensacola? Because you've got a brand new stadium. You've got a huge fan base that loves this team. And it's really kind of revitalize the downtown area and really the whole city yeah I, I mean I didn't know the Pensacola area before um, the, the baseball field was here obviously but this place is incredible and I am so so fortunate to have played here um, for the two years I did and just meet the people um, that I've gotten to meet around here and um, experience the stuff I've got to experience it I mean, it's just been a, such an awesome life-changing event for me that I've I love this place so much and I love the community and the people here so much that now that I 
this is my home and I bought a house here now and I, cause I love it that much. But some of the highlights, um, on, um, it was last year when on uh, Carolyn Hendricks, uh, head shave day when we had the head shave for her and it was that, the yeah. first, the first time I'd ever buzzed my head completely. And I ended up getting, um, um a walk off double in that, which mm-hmm. was, it was pretty cool. Um, God works in mysterious ways, and I know He had His hand in that because I was struggling. I think I was over five before that at bat uh, when when we went into extra innings. Um, after I already had had the chance to win that game, and so to get up again and get the job done, it, it was pretty fun. So, but all my teammates, just being in the locker room, all the staff here, I, I just love it here in Pensacola. Yeah, I mean there there are several people I can think that like when I think of the Wahoos team, there are several people that I instantly popped to mind. You know, you're one of them. Ray Chang's one of them. The sensei. The, the sensei. I actually, I, I ran into him. We, we were getting uh, sushi a few days ago, and I talked with him for a couple minutes. Super nice guy. Yeah, imagine that, Ray Chang at sushi. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's, That's not a cut to him. I would say that to his face. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it's, it's really cool to be a part of something that you know is – like I said, sparked the, especially downtown. Cause I remember when there was nothing yeah. around here. I mean, this used to be an empty lot and now there's, you know, still, I still consider it a new ballpark. It's only four years old yeah. and just seeing how it's affected the community is, is pretty awesome. And I know when every year when the team arrives, there's always a big crowd waiting and everything. Yeah. So how has it been like just seeing, you know the fans that come out, and yeah. you know their their dedication. Like it, it, as a player, is that extra motivation? We always wanted to win for these fans, uh, especially in my years. I know that because I was in the locker room, and I know the team does right now. Um, we didn't have the best of records the last two years, but the fans showed up every single day we were here, and that's incredible because. You go anywhere, in the big leagues anywhere, if your team ain't winning, people ain't going to show up. And here in Pensacola, and credit uh, Jonathan Griffith and um, Bruce Baldwin and Quint Studer and Rishi for putting such a great product together because they put out the product so people will continually come back, you know. And um, But for the players' sake, it's – it definitely it's so easy to come out here and play because you know it's going to be a packed stadium and there's no other place i've played in minor league baseball that is like this it's the best park and i would say 95 percent of the players that have ever come here will say this is their favorite place they've ever played and a lot of it has to do with the fans because they're always into every game and it's it's a cool time to be on a ball field when the the crowd's packed and the hill's packed and the fireworks are going off. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, and it, it is cool. Like even looking at social media, when you see people going to other ballparks and they're wearing like a Wahoo shirt or a Wahoo's hat. Like I, I remember seeing a fan who I think was at it was either like a Phillies or it might have been the Marlins game, and they were wearing their Wahoo stuff. So that's I'm like, awesome. I'm like, that's that's just super cool. I want to know what people did before the Wahoos, because anybody that travels here, they ask you what to do, and you say go to a Wahoos game. Mm-hmm. I don't know what did you guys say before? Go to the beach. Go to the beach. Okay, well yeah, at least they have two options. Though. If it's summer, go to the beach. If it's the fall, go watch the Ice Flyers. Okay, that's which I mean, you know, the Ice Flyers are doing well too, and everything. They've been but, dominant the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and going to Ice Flyer games are fun, but to me, as far as fan experience 
and the overall product, I would tell people to go to a Wahoos game Definitely. easily. So you're now involved with the Pensacola Training Academy. How did you get involved with them, and what exactly is your role? Um, I am very blessed to have the opportunity that I have uh, at the Pensacola Training Academy. I got released by the Atlanta Braves in spring training, the last day of spring training. Um, and I was like, you know, what? I got to get out of here. I couldn't stay in Orlando. And so I just drove here because <laughs> it was the closest play place where I knew people, my old host family here. And, um, I was going to stay here for two days and I was going to go back to Houston, Texas and keep training. But in that two day span, Quint Studer called me and said, come over to my house. I, I possibly have an opportunity for you. So I went over to his house and we talked about it. And, um, that's what I got. I got an opportunity to, um, to help uh, teach baseball and deal with kids and people and um, make a difference in the community. And that's pretty much if I could handpick a job, that's what he gave me. And because uh, I, I know two things in life, and that's people and baseball, and I get to deal with both, so which is pretty cool. Um, but my role now at the Pensacola Training Academy, I'm the executive director there. Um, and we just we put on um, camps for the Wahoos as well, but for the academy. And it's a nonprofit that ends up giving back to the community. We put on free camps. Um, we give lessons um, of every type, infield lessons, pitching, hitting, outfield, everything. Um, and then with the money we make from our lessons and our camps that people pay to come, then we give back and put on the free camps for the kids that can't afford it. So um, it's a pretty cool concept, and uh, I'm just I'm loving it right now, and uh, I'm really excited to see it grow. Yeah, definitely. I know, I know you had one out here a couple of weeks ago because I remember when I, I got here to work early and the the field is just full of kids <laughs> and there's, you know, you and other Wahoo players that are, you know, teaching these kids. It, it's it's a pretty cool sight to see. Yeah, it's it's so much fun, man. I, after I've played for so many years and whatnot, now that I get to share the knowledge with other kids, it's a pretty sweet deal. And um, I love when I get to give – somebody a lesson and then they come back and they've improved that much more or they go to their game and they call me and say hey I did this and it, it's just the knowledge that I've gotten from other people throughout my career so I'm glad I can pass it on so that's fun definitely so do you have any other camps uh, coming up during the summer we do our next our next big camp is here at the stadium July 24th and 25th um, you can find the registration form on our website at pensacolatrainingacademy.com or call me or email me. My uh, email and um, phone number is on the website. Um, but it's July 24th, 25th here at the stadium. And it's $125 for the two-day camp. Kids get a t-shirt, a ticket to Sunday's game, um, the 26th. And uh, the Wahoos players will be helping us put that on. So we're hoping for a good turnout. That's a pretty cool deal. You get a shirt, ticket. And, and lunch. I didn't even mention and, lunch. And lunch, yeah. yeah. Free food's always good. Always, always. <laughs> All right, Travis. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to do the interview. It was fun. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. My thanks again to Travis Mateer for that wonderful interview. And don't forget to sign up for the Pensacola Training Academy baseball camps this weekend at Pensacola Bayfront Stadium. And don't forget you can check out all of our podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and NerdCaveNetwork.com. Every Tuesday, we have the Nerd Cave podcast. Thursdays, we have the Derek Diamond experience. And on Saturday nights, we have the pop culture palette.
And that's all I've got. So enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe and fun weekend. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Derek Diamond Experience. I am your host, Derek Diamond, and we'll see you guys next Thursday. 